0: Hello on this Wednesday of Holy Week, this wonderful afternoon, and we are carrying on with our lectionary readings into Holy Week as we prepare for Maundy Thursday tomorrow, Good Friday, and then on to Easter. But today, we continue in the heaviness of the death and the darkness that is coming as a part of this week, and we are invited to enter into that with our own lives because we're still in Lent we're still confronting ourselves examining ourselves and preparing ourselves for what's to come and so today's reading comes in our fourth gospel that we call John and John's very different from the other gospels and so on this the scene we have which comes from the last meal that Jesus had there actually is no meal that really takes place that's really named and, and framed rather what we have is the washing of the feet immediately precedes this reading. And so this reading takes place right after Jesus has stepped down from the place of host and master and has become servant and washed the feet of his disciples out of a great act of love, which echoes Mary's act when she anointed Jesus' feet and then wiped them with her hair. And so we see this this outpouring of love that just occurred and, and Jesus has told them that they must receive this washing from him, this extravagant act of love, that he must serve them in this way. And then we come to our reading, which is verses 21 through 35 in our 13th chapter, and it reads in the Common English Bible. After he said these things, Jesus was deeply disturbed and testified, I assure you, one of you will betray me. His disciples looked at each other, confused about which of them he was talking about. One of the disciples, the one whom Jesus loved, was at Jesus' side. Simon Peter nodded at him to get him to ask Jesus who he was talking about. Leaning back toward Jesus, this disciple asked, Lord, who is it? Jesus answered, It's the one to whom I will give this piece of bread once I have dipped it into the bowl. Then he dipped the piece of bread and gave it to Judas, Simon Iscariot's son. After Judas took the bread, Satan entered into him. Jesus told him, What you are about to do, do quickly. No one sitting at the table understood why Jesus said this to him. Some thought that since Judas kept the money bag, Jesus told him, Go buy what we need for the feast, or that he should give something to the poor. So when Judas took the bread, he left immediately. And it was night. Night. When Judas was gone, Jesus said, Now the human one has been glorified, and God has been glorified in him. If God has been glorified in him, God will also glorify the human one in himself, and will glorify him immediately. Little children, I'm with you for a little while longer. You will look for me, but just as I told the Jewish leaders, I also tell you now, where I'm going, you can't come. I give you a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, so you also must love each other. This is how everyone will know that you are my disciples, when you love each other. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. This reading is quite profound, because what we find here is the hour that Jesus said has now come, when the Greeks came, and the reading from uh, yesterday... Knowing that the time of his glorification, of being lifted up, crucified, all of that resurrection, going to be with God, is all about to begin. It was time. And here he announces, now, now the human one has been glorified. It started. And that started the moment that Judas left. It's an interesting scene then to be followed by this talk of love. But if we examine this, kind of pull back and see what's found on uh, On the grander scope of this passage, rather than just these particular verses, we see that Jesus just washed the feet of his betrayer. As he told them they needed to receive this washing, Judas no doubt lifted his feet and allowed Jesus to wash his feet. And then he receives the bread, receives sustenance from Jesus, life from Jesus. And in the same moment, probably with food still in his mouth, he leaves to go and do what he must do. And in that moment, uh, Satan entered him, which is kind of a perplexing statement because there's lots of theories about why Judas did what he did, but the fact is we don't know. Now, this gospel writer goes all the way to the point to say that Satan entered into him, Um, but it's not like Judas was like this terrible guy that everyone knew was terrible. Because when Jesus says, well, someone's gonna betray me, one of you will, they didn't all look at Judas and go, well, yeah, it seems right. seems like something you'd do, Judas. They all looked around as if they had no clue who it was. And then even when Jesus hands them the bread and tells him to go and do what he must do, they still think that Judas must be going to do some good deed, give something to the poor, getting food for the feast that's going to take place the next day. They don't suspect that he's going to betray them, which tells us they trusted him. Jesus loved Judas and It's greatly disturbing to Jesus that Judas, one of his inner circle, his friends, is going to be the one to betray him. But Jesus preemptively acts and washes Judas' feet before he begins this betraying act that's going to lead to the glorification of God ultimately on the cross. But it begins in this betrayed moment. Jesus loves him anyway. That's really hard for us to hear in the passage. But with the new commandment given in the final verses, love each other just as I have loved you, so you must love each other. So just as Jesus loves, washing the feet of a betrayer, we're to still love. And then he finishes it off by repeating it again. This is how everyone will know that you are my disciples when you love each other. So if we're not loving each other in this way, then we are not disciples of Jesus. At least people aren't going to know that. We find that Judas is accepting all the things from Jesus, receives the bread, the washing, but then he leaves, and the little note that seems like it's just giving us the time of day, it says, and it was night. That's not giving us the time of day. A huge theme in this gospel that we call John is light and dark. And so Jesus has just said that while the light is with you, You know, walk in the light, be children of the light, not of darkness, because you'll stumble in the darkness. And we find that Judas had been in the presence of the light, but leaves it to go do what he must do. Satan entered him and drives him into the night. And we can do that. We have that capacity. Even those of us who assume that we're really close to Jesus and can be trusted, we have the capacity for our own motivations to lead us away from the light and into darkness and to become a betrayer we've all we've all done this and if you haven't done it you definitely know what it feels like to have it happen to you if a close friend a loved one a spouse a job has betrayed you you know what that feels like and you know that you never suspected it coming which is what makes it so troubling and disturbing and we have that capacity you know i'm processing COVID-19 and, you know, our nation's response, other nations' responses, all the state's responses I'm on social media, trying to keep up with all the wonderful things happening in the world as well. And I see a lot of political posts and a lot of things that don't seem very loving. And I'm not just talking about toward leaders on, on you know, the District of Columbia. I'm talking about to just each other, friends on Facebook, those who gather in the same space and friend each other and follow each other are posting things that can be really cutting, can be really disturbing to other people. But sometimes when we allow our own emotion, because maybe we're angry at one side of the aisle or the other. And so out of our anger, we end up betraying and hurting other people out of our motivation to see done what we think is should be done. What we think is right when we allow that to overpower our love for one another, the kind of love where we wash each other's feet, then this motivation, this action that we have, actually takes us into a dark place, actually becomes a betrayal. And so as the church, we are called to go a different path. We are called to love as Jesus loved, which means even when we disagree with each other, even if, you know, One group really likes our president, and the other group really doesn't like our president. Those of us who are part of the church, we transcend that disagreement, and we love each other and wash each other's feet and serve each other and place ourselves below each other in an act of love, just as Jesus did for us by going to the cross in the first place. We are called to follow. It's not easy and many of us will stumble and maybe even be led into the darkness every now and again. But I invite you friends to hear the commandment, love each other, love as Jesus loved. Let the world know that we are disciples of Jesus Christ by our love. And may we love those who betray us. May we love those who anger us. May we love those who disagree with us so passionately, and may we love so well and so loudly that people can only say it must be God at work. You're invited into this kind of love, it's been shown to you. So let us accept the washing, receive the sustenance from Jesus, and choose to follow Him rather than be a source of betrayal toward Jesus or toward each other because. Honestly, if we're betraying each other in a way, we are betraying Jesus. Let us continue the walk of shaking things up in this holy week, and may grace and peace be with you.